Hey, what's up, friends? Welcome to Kiss My Curvy Assets, the podcast where we drop truth bombs, hit tough conversations, bring some sassy, raw, real topics, and some badass fun. I'm your host, Lori Mort. Let's journey together on this roller coaster ride set to empower us, enlighten us, invigorate us, energize us, and just help us keep rocking our bodies and rocking our lives. Hey, friends, welcome to the program. Today we have Tracy Miashta on. And Tracy describes herself as a person who can't sit still, lover of wine and chocolate, who doesn't accept the word no or can't. She has been a politician for 14 years while also working full-time and being a crazy mom to Simon, who is now 19. Tracy has run eight marathons, enjoys kayaking and hiking. However, upon facing the big 5-0, she started training for her very first bodybuilding competition because turning 50 makes us do crazy things. Tracy, welcome. Thank you, Lori. I'm excited to be here. We were just saying it's nice to see each other in person because I train you. I coach you. I'm I'm lucky to do that. But you send me just kind of the flat pictures, right? We don't have that interaction of seeing each other in person, seeing faces, hearing voices. (laughs) Yeah, it's really nice to make that connection. And uh, yeah, and I just each every two weeks, just send you kind of an email of of what I'm doing. But uh, yeah, you really don't know until you see a person, right? Yeah, is this person being honest with you? (laughs) And so let's dive into that. Let's talk about fitness first, because I love that you're over 50, you're not whispering it. It's not like you're saying I'm over 50, you know, and you're your best, you really are in terms of body in terms of fitness. And there's a lot of myths about getting older and how you can kind of get a better body, have body goals. Talk about your fitness journey and kind of how we got to this over 50. Ooh, 50. You know, that still makes me cringe to hear that because I don't feel that I'm over 50 or what I thought about in my 30s, what what that was going to look like. Um, so I've always been active. I was a lifeguard growing up and a runner. I've run eight marathons and did some weight training, but I, I would not say anything near what I, I had to do for bodybuilding. But I, I considered myself to be an active person, enjoyed hiking and kayaking and all that. When I um, turned 50, I got to prepare you. You do crazy things when you turn 50. Uh, so I thought I wanted to see if I could transform myself and get the best body I ever had at 50 and do a bodybuilding competition. And it's really interesting because I judged that industry wrongly. You know, you'd see girls in the magazines or that. And I just thought, oh, they're so arrogant or um, I-, I could never do that or, or want to do that. I did not realize the discipline, the hard work, the passion that it takes to to get to that goal. So I have the deepest respect for anybody that has tried that. Um, it's, it's about going all in. So, um, yeah, I, I hired a coach and talked to some friends that were doing that and did my first bikini competition when I turned 50. And it was a, an amazing experience. It's funny how you describe bodybuilding competitions because that's in my blood. That's I've, I've done that. I'm 45. 
I can't imagine I'm going to do crazier things when I turn 50 because I'm already pretty crazy now. <laughs> oh, you will. And I can't wait to see the crazy thing that you do. <laughs> I'm already on a tutu in my internet, on the internet and bikinis, lingerie. Uh, but I, my, my roots are bodybuilding. When I was reading your bio and I saw that you did eight marathons, that to me seems like commitment and daunting because that's not where I come from. Well, put it this way. Um, so you're running a marathon with maybe 10,000 other people. So nobody, and you're not doing it half naked either. So nobody <laughs> is looking at you um, going, oh, you know, wait, pause. We want to look at every part of your body and your cellulite and all the parts that are jiggling. <laughs> um, so you can be really just lost in the crowd in a marathon. And it's really about you, right? And I know I'm not going to win that marathon, right? There's 10,000 people in it. So um, to me, that was just more of a, of a goal when I became a mom. Every year that I was a mom, I wanted to run a marathon. Now, I've been a mom for 19 years, so I've only done eight because after a while you start to think, okay, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Let's find a new goal, <laughs> right? But um, yeah. Well, and any of my marathon clients, it's grueling. Usually in the marathon, you're like, I'm never doing this again. It's like childbirth. I'm never doing this again. <laughs> and so let's talk about being on stage in a bikini. Okay, let's. Yeah. So coming from a very different background, did you have to train, train, change your training a ton? Because you obviously had to give up marathon training to hit the bodybuilding world. I had to learn how to walk in five-inch heels. I <laughs> The fear of falling on my ass on stage was always there. And, you know, just taking posing classes. Anybody thinks that it's just about the, oh, oh I love weight training. Yeah, I could do that. No, it is, it's about so many things. Um, nutrition, um, number one. That, that was the hardest part for me is really the discipline around what to eat, what not to eat. Um, I loved the workouts. And of course, I love adding cardio or whatever I needed to do. I would do it. But um, yeah, learning how to pose, walk, stick your butt out. So, you know, just <laughs> all these things to think about. I'm not a person that loves stage. Um, I know there's some people that love the stage experience where to me, it was about the journey getting there, but I knew the stage was part of it. Um, and I'll tell you that fear of sticking your ass in front of the judges. And, and I'm going to just talk really openly. We all have cellulite. We all do. We hate it. And, and I, I hate that um, my boyfriend can, you know, eat one less piece of pizza, like maybe four instead of his usual five. And he steps on the scale and, oh, I lost five pounds. <laughs> Where I could, you know, diet all week, add cardio, like be so disciplined and the scale hasn't moved. But um, what kept me going for that first show is knowing I'm going to be sticking my ass in front of those judges and in, in a really in a string bikini. So I think that fear or worry about that really kept me so disciplined. And I, and I had a lot of supportive friends. Friends are, you, you need your tribe, but I'll tell you something, <laughs> your tribe will also derail you. They're the first ones to say, hey, I brought wine and chocolate. <laughs> or yeah, you've got this. I'm so proud of you. But let's go up for wine or, or, you know, it's just one or it's just, you know, so you have to really know your what your why is and your goal and stick to it. It's about your journey, not 
other people because they don't have to put their butt on stage like you. <laughs> well, and let's talk about the word vulnerability because, and, and body security, because as women, we're already our worst critics. Oh yeah. Like you said, in marathon training, you've got clothes on. If you're not wearing clothes in the marathon, you read the rule book wrong. <laughs> 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 Nobody wants to see that, first of all. Someone tricked you. <laughs> so you really are putting yourself out there. And see, I was one of the ones, I've competed more times than are imaginable. And it's in my blood. I've done it since I was a teenager. Being on stage to me was the fun part. Being in front of people is something that I've done my whole life. Mm. And But the security and the vulnerability is the tough one, especially as an aging woman. How did you feel you were going to deal with that? Because it is, I've been a judge in this industry as well. And I'm very cautious in my feedback that I would give people on stage because I know that's a really vulnerable position to be in. It, it really is. And I, I don't know. Yeah, the aging thing might might be part of that too. I think we are also more confident perhaps as we as we get older and we're confident in our own skin. But um, I, I've noticed this year too, um, and I'm sure all women encounter this, is your body does change as you get older. <laughs> we don't like it and we dig in and I try to resist aging. Um, and, and that's, I think, why I'm so driven to, to maintain an active and fit, healthy lifestyle for that energy and, and to look my best. But I've noticed since hitting 51 more than anything, your, your body starts to take on a, a Dr. Seuss character kind of look. <laughs> what the hell is going on this year? Or, you know, needing suddenly readers are part of like every prop in my house, every desk has readers, what's going on with that. And and even things like your, your skin changes, right? So I think that's hard. And I think it's about that vulnerability and acceptance and loving ourselves um, whatever stage we're at. Now I say this and I, I know 20 year olds that are so hard on themselves too, going, oh, my wrinkles or I, I need Botox or I need this. And I'm thinking, what are you even talking about? Um, you don't appreciate the gifts that you have at every age, right? Just like I'm sure there's seven year olds looking at us going, oh my goodness, I would love to be your age again, right? So I, I think just really learning to, to love ourselves and um, be kind. And one thing that you write in your book, Lori, that I found so inspiring is, is the scale. Oh, I hate that bitch. Can I say that on your podcast? <laughs> because that, that's the thing that can kind of make break my day. I measure that. That's my success stick. And it shouldn't be. And I'm realizing like that scale is not changing for me right now. But yet I'm loving the image in the mirror. So why am I giving her that power every morning to stand on that? And, and great, now I'm feeling excited or, or deflated, which one? So I've, I've stopped giving the scale that power. I honestly think that is my biggest success in life is when someone lets go of letting the scale have the power. Because I did it too. And I mean, it's, it's hard because I'm 45, you're 51. We're just getting it now. And, and think of all the years we allowed it to control us. And I see the 20-somethings that are stepping on that scale and it's holding their self-worth. And I'm like, guys, don't do 30 more years of this. Like, smarten up now. That's right. Let's talk about being in a bikini bent over, butt in the air on stage. And you're a politician. 
So when what does I'm that on, look like, right? <laughs> when when I'm on the internet, I, I had someone once say to me, Laura, you should think about going into politics. And I had to remind them that I, I speak my mind way too much. I swear too much. I'm in no clothing on the internet too much. Most of my family doesn't talk to me because of most of the stuff I post on the internet. There's no part of me that could handle politics because politics couldn't handle me. And you went into it with a very different perspective because you've been in politics for 14 years. Tell the story of coming off stage in your bikini and let's kind of mesh that into the politics world. (laughs) Yeah, that that did cross my mind. I thought, okay, pictures of me in this bikini, because I'm posting them on on my social media, um, could be grabbed by somebody else. And that can be twisted um, and and used against me in the political world. But am I okay with that? Because I'm pretty darn proud of what I just accomplished. It took more discipline to do that than anything in my life, even running marathons or or, uh, getting degrees, I found that the discipline I needed for um, that bodybuilding competition was way more than anything I've done in my life. So I was pretty proud of that. And I could apply those skills to anything else. If I'm willing to do that uh, for that six month period, I'm willing to work hard in my job, whatever it is. So yeah, so I had to really be okay with my decisions knowing that there might be some nasty people out there that would take this differently. And I, I can back up my decisions and I'm, I'm proud of that. And of course, that, that did happen. And that's okay. And this second show that I did this fall, the very first thing I did, because I was craving pizza, I went to our local pizza place, Artista Pizza. I went there in my bikini. Well, I, I had my sweats on and everything. And he, and I said, I, I really need a pizza. And he, he goes, look at you, like you're all, you're all dolled up. I just literally got off stage. So they said, we have to have a picture. So I took the sweats off, posed in my uh, bikini, holding this pizza. And, uh, you know, yeah, that's a statement for sure. But um, I think we just really need to be okay with who we are. Now, that is not the image. When you think of a politician, you think of older men. Because for years, in most communities, that is who was running for politics. And so we're trying to change the demographics and make, uh, make it so that anybody should be able to be a voice on council and, and that you would have a, somebody that represents you on council. So I, that, I feel that I'm that person. I'm just a normal, everyday person. And uh, yeah, and, and if that, that's just who I am. Well, and let's talk about the shift in, in what politics used to look like because it was very much the older white male. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the pantyhose because as <laughs> women kind of pantyhose, right? And, and everyone knows yes. we, don't, we don't see pantyhose anymore. <laughs> oh, I grew up wearing pantyhose because that was a proper thing to do. And when I got elected to council, um, there's a dear older friend that I have that she and she continues to send me pantyhose for Christmas and birthdays because ladies should wear pantyhose. And especially if I'm on council, I should wear pantyhose. So one day I thought, oh, okay, maybe I should wear pantyhose. This is the proper thing to do. And, um, but I still wanted to be sexy. So I got the stay up pantyhose, you know, those half ones. <laughs> and, but they fall down, right? <laughs> Just, and I'm at a, political conference in Whistler where all the mayors and councillors are meeting with ministers and everything um, from around the province 
and these stupid things are falling down as I'm walking down the sidewalk. So I decide to duck into this little alley and I'm going to rip these things off before they really go down to my ankles. So I'm bend over, right? And I'm taking them all, I'm putting them in my purse and I'm going there. That's a relief. Except I turn around and I was right in front of a window of the restaurant of this hotel where they were all having breakfast. So I, you know, I try to be classy and it just doesn't work. So I'm just going to be me. And who invented pantyhose? Pantyhose a guy. Are not, like, I'm sure the, Amanda. The, the vagina doesn't breathe in pantyhose. And when that's clouded, we can't, our mind is clouded. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, but okay. So you can't, you can't, that's a phrase that I've been kind of tossed around a lot in my life. You've been told that a lot through your life. Uh, yeah. And um, so I love my father dearly, but yeah, I grew up with a man that was very much a, a chauvinist and um, three daughters. And so he adopted a, a boy because, you know, we need somebody to play the sports, right? I, I need, that's going to be the boy's role because you girls are the, the pretty ones, right? So um, yeah, I asked my dad when I was 16, if he could teach me how to change a tire. I had a flat tire one day and he goes, just call me and I'll do it because you're a girl and you couldn't lift it anyways. Well, that's all I need is for somebody to tell me that I can't do something, right? Um, so then that kind of my whole life was was like that. No, you can't do that. So then it's, been, it's me proving him wrong. Absolutely, I'm going to do that. But I'm going to lift like 10 tires just to prove you wrong, right? So it's been fun. We have, uh, we have a great relationship, but... Um, yeah, I don't know if he does that on purpose, tells me no, or, or you can't, or why are you doing that? Or that seems like a waste of time. And then it just kind of is the it, the fuel that I need to inspire me to do something. Well, even with, with women as we age, I think we can't get better. You can't get on a bikini stage in the bodybuilding <laughs> world over 50. Are you kidding? And even your family saying, oh, Lori, you can't put that on the internet, that picture of you in, a bikini, in, in lingerie, that's just shameful. <laughs> well, and of course, I'm, I mean, I'm a Scorpio. I'm very headstrong. I'm the same as you. As soon as somebody says I can't, it's like I put it on steroids that I can. Yeah. It's like, okay, I won't put myself in lingerie. I think the next picture I posted, I was naked. Yeah, let's go all the, all the way, right? <laughs> if J-Lo can be naked at her age on the internet, no one cares about Lori Mork from Maple Ridge throwing herself on the internet, right? Like, But that's why I did it, because there was a lot of women that would then say, well, if Lori can do the racy shoots or feel comfortable doing it, then I can too. It's a real freeing feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's funny you said that about the sports, because it was the same in my household a big hockey family. And it was always, well, no, you can't do that. You know, you can't play hockey. Girls didn't play those kind of sports. Like it was, which again, look at both of us. We're both super active. It's yeah. you're too weak to do that. Um, I think even when people say to me, you can't get better with age, I'm, I'm thinking you and I are both at our best now at 45 yeah. and over 50. Definitely. I, yes, you can. And I see you and I raise you saying, we don't have to just go downhill just because that's what you're, you're telling us. Yeah, exactly. And um, although, you know, I have friends that are really embracing aging and, you know, they've stopped coloring their hair. They, they want to go gray. And, um, and I'm thinking, 
at this age, I'm realizing just whatever you want to be or how you want to be in your 50s, do it. I'm not saying you have to do bodybuilding or, or be super fit. If, if you want to, um, yeah, if you just want to embrace like whatever hobby you want at this, it's really liberating to turn a certain age because you don't give a shit anymore about what the expectations are or what you think you should be doing or should look like. And I think it's a really exciting time to really create the person that we want to be. Have you seen Justine, you know, Justine Bateman, Mallory mm-hmm. Keaton. That, yes. Now, have you seen her new book? I, I need to, I need to read it. And it is about the very same thing, like embracing the face. I think it's called face. Yeah. I haven't read it, but I just saw um, a little summary on the internet about that. It's, yeah. Looks well, interesting. It's, it's a very similar premise to my book, which you've read. And that is, I mean, you and I both have fitness goals. We definitely work super hard at molding our bodies to what we want. So mm-hmm. it's nice to have a, a set of judges tell you how they want you to look in a competition or society or social media. But my book, when I put it out there, was very much embrace what you have. You can still highlight it. You can still have fitness goals, but we got to rock the shit out of this body that we have. That's right. And be grateful for that gift. And I've really been trying to focus on that lately is what am I able to do because of my body? You know, I was able to run today or get up without pain. Um, not everybody has, has that opportunity, right? They might be living with pain or illness. And I think just putting gratitude back into our bodies and ourselves when we look in the mirror, instead of looking in the mirror and right away thinking, oh, my thighs or my butt's getting bigger or what do I need to improve? Trying to reframe that in the mornings instead. And what what am I really loving about myself today? Mm -hmm. Can I give thanks for? Oh, I love that. Yeah. Let's talk about the juggle because we're told we can't, you can't, you can't. I also think we tell ourselves that too. I can't. Uh, You were a single mom. Mm-hmm. You had a full-time job. You were training for marathons. Like you, you, you did it all. You still, you were a politician. You still made time for fitness and, and to fit it in. And we hear a lot. I hear it from people all the time. I can't, I don't have time. I hear How that you- all the time. Yep. I, I, um, oh, must be nice. I just don't have time because I commute or whatever. And yet, um, those same people that I talk to are watching Netflix or, you know, whatever. Um, it's about priorities in our life. And, and for me, I love um, being busy. I thrive on variety in my life and learning and constant growth. So I think that's why I've um, done a lot of things at once where yeah, I was running a business and working full-time in health and yeah, running the election. Um, I just really enjoy all these experiences. I get up super early, like ugly early. There's a four (laughs) in front of the number. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's dark and the world is quiet still and there's magic that happens early in the morning. So I like to sit there with a coffee and just really think about the day, listen to the birds, whatever, and get started. And you have now extra time where you can go to the gym, get your uh, run in, whatever it is that you want to do before the world wakes up. And you still have time to shower, 
throw in the laundry, get ready for work, walk the, whatever you need to do before the rest of the household wakes up. Now, some people listening to this might have little kids and go, well, I can't leave the house or I have kids and, and they got to get ready for school. But now there's so many things that we can do in our homes, uh, creating a home gym and you don't need major equipment to, to be fit. A lot of the exercises that you provide, Lori, are with even bands or your body weight or, or a ball. There's there's really no excuses. I also like to do um, errand runs. If I don't want to run, um, but I have lots of errands I've got to do, I got to do banking or, or mail this letter. So I would run to the bank, get that done and run to the post office. So uh, it's a way to incorporate fitness into those everyday activities. So you've got that done as well. Yeah, there is. And I'm, I'm lucky I'm a morning person. So I'm like you, it used to be a four in front of the number that I would get up. Now it's a five. Now it's a five. I'm I'm slipping in. (laughs) No, but then five's good. It's decent. And I did that even when I had babies, my babies are now 19, just like you and, and 15 because they're not even awake. They aren't even as teenagers. They're not even thinking about being awake at that time, whether I'm going to the gym or whether I'm staying home and getting it done at home, putting in the load of laundry. It was almost like I felt like I was ahead of all of the other people that were going to be getting up at some point. I do have clients where it's the other way around. They put the kids to bed at night. And I mean, a lot of younger kids go to bed at seven or seven 30 and they are great at that time. I'm a, I'm a wash. Like I'm a write-off at that time because it's time for my bed because I've been up since five. But we do what works for us. And sometimes mm-hmm. it sounds insane. And it's like, it's a, it's a new routine though that you just have to get used to doing and, and make it a priority. And then it becomes a habit and so important in your life that you, you won't miss that for anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll give up that Netflix show or... Whatever it is, the laundry can even wait. Um, it is, it's more important to fit your workout in because that's, that's for you. That's giving yourself that, filling my cup so that I can handle the rest of my day and be a great mom. And actually, as my son got older and he was seeing my example, he is into bodybuilding now and fitness and it's become our thing. He loves to work out with me and he's super proud of, of that. And um, yeah, I so saw it's really helped us bond. And uh, yeah, I think that's, that's a good example to our kids, right? Do you think he'll ever compete? Does he like that kind of aspect? Or does he do it more for his body and to just feel good? And I think someday he will. But okay. uh, yeah, he's focusing on, on trying to be a pilot right now in school. So oh, that's great. Go, but, my yeah. kids went the other way. My kids, my, my son, my youngest, but my, my kids are like, oh, the gym. No, mom. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being on the internet in your oh, bikini. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to do this rock and rapid fire that I do at the end of podcasts, and I'm just going to blurt out some uh, a question, and you just shout out the first thing that comes to mind. Love it. Coffee or wine? So tough because I do need both wine. How about that? Wine, red or white? Yeah. Red. You get to go on a, on a your dream trip. Where is it to? Italy. Italy. Have you ever been? Yes, twice. Which part of Italy is your favorite? Uh, Cinque Terre, which oh. is ooh, beautiful hikes along the ocean. Um, but I do, I'm a lover of Rome too. And people either love it or hate it. Um, yeah. I love Rome. I left, I left Rome. I did the Florence. I did the Venice. Mm-hmm. And then I canceled everything else I was supposed to do and went back to Rome because I just loved the people so much and the food and just the vibe. 
best pizza you ever have in your life <laughs> is in Italy. Yeah. Well, Love you it. don't even realize that we don't have real pizza over here yeah. until you eat it in Italy. So you go there. Yeah. And you can't describe it. You can't. I like that they weigh it for you and, and you're standing there anticipation, picking all the different kinds you want and they, you know, tally it all up for you and send you on your way. And it's so, it's hard to describe. Soulful. It's it, like, it, it's feeding my soul when I'm in there. Yeah. It's definitely hard to describe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Favorite cheat meal of yours, treat meal. Huh? I, well, it, it would have to be pizza. And you have a favorite spot. I like that politician experience of being in your bikini but at least it was a local shop that you were yes. promoting. <laughs> yeah, always got to promote local. Um, that is my favorite local spot. It's great Italian pizza and it, they've got the wood burning oven. And, and yeah. what's it called again? Artista. I've never had it. I have to definitely. Well, there you go. Oh, yeah. that's great. Pizza for me, I have a hard time eating it in Canada because it's not the same as Italy. They're from Italy. So, yes. that's so you have to find those places. Deal. This is a hard one for you. Cardio or weights? Weights. Oh, good. When you told me <laughs> stop doing cardio, it was like, is she crazy? Well, yeah, she is crazy, but, and it's not because I love cardio, but that was always cardio, cardio, and because it, it brought down the weight. And, and I know when I need to really, you know, lean out my body, that's the thing that, that did it. So it was like you gave me freedom right to just I was like oh, I don't have to do two hours of cardio are you this is awesome but it, it is hard to get used to right um and I've got to be honest for a while I was doing cardio and not telling you <laughs> oh, my best friend my best friend I tell the story of Patty Lewis my best friend she was like you cardio runner and we lived in the same neighborhood in Maple Ridge. And this is my best friend. So it's not just my clients, which you as my clients become my friends. This is my bestie. And I'm driving home from the grocery store and she is not supposed to have any cardio in her plan. And I'm driving past her as she's running down the street full force. And oh she God, kind oh of just God. halted <laughs> and looked caught. at me and just kind of started walking slowly like, oh, I busted, right? Yeah. But it's hard because it's a method to a madness. And it, it sounds like madness at first. It sounds like madness. And it's also part of our mental health. Like that's where we go to think, unwind. Um, and yeah, and your body, it, it changes the way your body looks to like where at first my body wasn't getting super lean, right? It was getting more muscular. And I thought, ooh, I'm, I feel chunky. I should go running, right? That's your go-to. That's what you think. Um, instead of trusting the process, because it takes a while, eventually everything um, does what it's supposed to. Um, so now I, I do go for walks. I should say it's not that cardio is gone for my life. I enjoy like a walk in the evening. Um, but yeah, I'm not doing two hours of running every day. That's for sure. Well, and we did it. We did, <laughs> we did it in baby steps because when I, when I get you, when I got you as a client, I see that you're, you're a running girl. And I, and I knew there was a lot and it's like, okay, can we, can we scale back here? Can we slowly take it out? It's not like it was like never run again. And then as you started to trust me and you start to trust the process a little bit more, you can embrace it. And and you don't miss it so much because you start to reap the benefits of seeing your body do this kind of different composition look to it. And my butt. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about my butt first for a bit here. What the hell? Um, so it just sticks out now. And uh, yeah, 
And, and so the other day you sent me a message and I laughed my ass off because we have this mutual friend, Sherry, <laughs> who told me about you. And I, it's a small town and I was going for a walk. I put my baggy sweats on and I thought I'd go for a walk and get a coffee. Well, somebody always sees you and it happens to be Sherry who texts you. You should see Tracy's butt. Way to go, Lori. <laughs> <laughs> and only I can, because Sherry was one of the ones she sent you to me and Sherry's been on the program before. And she was a cardio junkie too. Uh, we used to call her a skinny fat runner. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I make fun of her. I post old pictures of her, of her saggy flat square butts. And it, it, she was another one that she didn't listen to me. I would say no cardio. And she was like, I'm not listening to this crazy lunatic. And it took years. I mean, she's trained with me for 11 years now, but it was when she finally embraced it that she saw the changes. So when she sent you my way, and heard me say slash all the cardio, she kind of did the, the side chuckle of she's not going to be able to she's do not gonna listen to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I think she can show that appreciation for, wow, it's not just her that reaped the benefits of it. She sees it in other people. So as soon she's as you changed. embrace it. Yeah. But I only I would appreciate a text like that. Like, holy crap, Tracy's butt's huge, right? <laughs> Look at her butt. <laughs> no, I love it. Speaking of, of things that happen when you're in your forties and fifties, everything, like you said, Dr. Zeus, mm-hmm. things that used to sit on a top shelf start to drop you to the do. bottom. Yes. The butt or the glutes are the number one problem area for women as we age, because it's hard to get muscle on it, on it. It's hard to get that JLo junk in your trunk look that, you know, society has made popular. Thank goodness, because I was always made with that massive butt. And we also have it backwards because we think that running and cardio and all of this stuff is making it better when in reality, it's running it off. That's right. It really did. Yeah. Because I, I found too, uh, right before a show, I would do so much cardio, you know, like, okay, let's really lean, lean down f- for the show. And I love the way my body looks two weeks before the show, really full <laughs> muscles, good butt. And then all of a sudden, oh my goodness, what have I done? There's, yeah, it's gone. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's, it's really good advice and, and, and really trust the process. Well, you know you what can, you're talking about. <laughs> I know. And I get it. I get, again, it's every, I just had another new client where same thing, she's a runner. And as soon as I slashed all of the hours and hours of, of running, she was like, She's crazy, but you find your way, you find your way. And again, you're getting better. You're going to have your best, but ever at 51 and 52 and 53. And that's, I hope so. And now do you, I'll, I'll keep going with rapid fire. Cause I got sidetracked. You have a movie who plays you in the movie, a movie well, about your life, about my life. Oh, that's really tough. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with Elizabeth Moss lately, just because i binged watch The Handmaid's Tale since Thursday and I, I watched yeah it's uh, out tonight and it's out tonight yeah I love her so yeah I uh, I think that she really kicks ass love her strength oh that's awesome that's I can't wait for that show tonight what's the best advice you would give someone in terms of you can't <laughs> yes you can I I think when if you believe you can't or you can, you're probably right. You know that quote. Um, so for me, when somebody says, oh, you can't do that, whether it's politics, whether it is at your job or fitness or whatever, um, there's always a way. If another human is doing that thing, 
it is not impossible. And that's what made me realize, yeah, anybody can do a show. Um, it is not impossible. Um, or when people tell me, oh, there's no way I could run a marathon. Absolutely, you could. You know, if your car broke down and, and you needed medical help, your <laughs> people in your car needed that, and it was 42 kilometers away, you could run to the hospital to get help, right? Absolutely. All of us can run a marathon. It's all mental, right? It's just your mental ability. It is. It is. What's your biggest advice for someone that's over 50 in terms of fitness? Oh, well, um, do it. I, I would just say you're not too old to start a fitness program if, if you're a person that's just getting started with this. Um, and I think as we get older, I think diet is incredibly important. I have tried to find the secret. I have tried to out train a bad diet um, and it doesn't work. When you're 20, you can out train a bad diet. You can eat what I remember eating whatever I wanted and I was uh, still very lean. And, and But the older I get, um, I will still eat those things that I enjoy. Like I'll still have a glass of wine or chocolate or um, in reasonable amounts, but there's impacts. But you, you know, you, so you can't do that every day. And you, I find that I can't, I've got to eat a little bit less now too than I did, um, you know, when you were 20, <laughs> just the way it is, right? Oh, the 20s. <laughs> yeah. What's the best advice for someone that's thinking that I'm a girl and I want to be in politics? Ah, I think that's great to see. Um, we're seeing so many women now in politics and female mayors. And I love that. Um, during the last election, there was this little girl in our community and she wanted all the girls signs, all the females that were running. She wanted them in. And so we took a, a picture with her down there in, in her yard. And I just thought, this is amazing that this seven-year-old girl um, was following politics, but excited that that's something that she could do someday because women were running and setting that example. So um, we'd love to see younger people in politics as well. I think we need such a great demographics on council so that there's a variety of voices and perspectives. And that's where you, you get the good conversations and good results in your community. Well, and men and women that are younger because yeah. you know, so the 20 something males, they have a lot to, to bring. I mean, they're, they're in, in the trenches of the community. So oh, that's absolutely excellent. your president, who's your vice president? Oh, Lori Mark. Oh, she would speak her mind and <laughs> <laughs> rock things. Lori, can you get your butt off the internet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. No, I, I definitely, th that would be a pretty crazy force though. Actually, now that you said that you and I would be pretty, we would be game changing yeah. all over the place for exactly. sure. Exactly. And we'd be the two hottest out there in our bikinis. That be fun? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> our council meeting would be by the pool and <laughs> drinks, you know, it would be more fun. Fun. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. I love your insight. I, I feel the word powerful and strong just comes to mind when I'm in your presence and Aww. I just indestructible, ready to take on anything. What's next for you? Are you going to do anything bigger in politics? Oh, that's funny that you were saying that I have been thinking about next steps. So um, yeah, I'm going to keep that, uh, keep those plans. But um, I, I think for me, I'm always looking at the next thing for fitness too. 
what I, I don't know if I'll do another show. Um, right now, shows are so up in the air. Um, but I love the training for that. But yeah, what is next? What can I do to really uh, grow as a person and challenge myself? So I think uh, I'd really encourage anybody out there to just pick a goal that even if you think that's so out of reach, that that's when it's almost, uh, that's more exciting when something feels impossible for you. And I really, um, I love that and, and have so much passion for that. Lori, thank you for the time today. And it's just been great to meet you and, and be inspired by you. I love your book. I, <laughs> I just, <laughs> it's one that you just can't put down and it's like a breath of fresh air because you're just speaking right to us and it's just so real. I think every woman needs to read your book. Oh, well, thank you. And I can't wait to see what you do next in terms of politics. I, I know you're going to be doing something next in terms of competition as much as you're like, I'm not sure if I will. I'm like, yes, you are. <laughs> we got to show off that new butt to the judges. <laughs> but I can't, I can't wait to see what's next in your journey. There's, there's going to be something and great things are ahead. And I'm just very blessed to know you. And thanks for your time today and coming on. Thank you, Lori. Have a great day. so much for listening friends if you want more tips and tricks on rocking your life and rocking your body be sure to check out my website lorimork.com or follow me on instagram at lori.mork be sure to subscribe to this podcast where each and every week we're going to release new episodes with down and dirty topics some wicked guests more badassery and just have a kick-ass time together And if anyone has a problem with it, they can kiss my curvy assets.